0: Love Talk
1: Radio. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea.
0: Welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And with hot beverage in hand, we're ready to, well, go through another uh, hour of uh, stuff that's happening, and... uh, I it's how much bad news can we take before we just I mean, I mean honestly if I were somebody listening to this program after all this time with all the stuff that's coming out I'd I'd tune out uh to be honest with you because it's just there's there's nowhere you can look on the global landscape and point to something noteworthy that is positive, that is good. Uh, everything that I'm seeing, uh, everything that is being uh, massaged and delivered to the public, even even their attempts at making uh, things seem better aren't cutting it. Uh, the Fed just raised the interest rate, by 0.75 percent yesterday and on the heels of that you have uh the gdp numbers that came out this morning and uh they were hoping they were praying they were expecting the specialists the professionals were expecting a 0.3 uh increase uh to the gdp unfortunately Uh, They got a 0.9 decrease. So technically, uh, the United States economy is in a recession. Two negative quarters makes a recession. But hey, the other side does not identify with the recession. They identify as prosperous still. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to identify with a full stomach when uh, there's nothing left in the cupboards. Because how this is going to play out, and again, I know some of you, why don't you talk about your grandpa's prophecies? Because they're all there. How many times can we go over it? This is, these are the beginning stages of what will lead to the fulfillment of those prophecies. Because in order for the enemies of this nation to attack it, and attack it successfully, They needed a weakened America, with a collapsed military, with an incompetent leadership, and ding, 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 they've got all three. So, there you go. Now, it's not just America. Uh, There's stuff going on uh, in uh, the Netherlands. Dutch farmers uh, are very angry. And the one thing you have to realize is that when you mess with farmers, you are literally messing with your own food supply. Just consider that. Now, Germany, and I know somebody told you, call it American prophetic if you will, but somebody Some uh, handsome man in his 40s warned you that all the Russians have to do is turn off the gas supplies to the Germans to make them heal. Well, uh, apparently the Russians cut the gas supply to the Germans by half after cutting it by half again. Excuse me while I sip from my delicious beverage. So technically... The Germans are preparing for a very cold, very frigid winter. And I know we're looking outside. It's, what, 80 degrees in Wisconsin. And we're thinking to ourselves, but winter, what do you mean winter? Well, in two to three months is going to start getting a little bit chilly. Because uh, that's the way that nature progresses. That's the way God created it. You have summer, then fall, then winter. And if it's going to be an especially brutal winter in Germany, which the way the weather's been recently, eh, I'd give it a 50-50 shot. uh, They're not going to do very well. So... Everything, everything is beginning to shake, and the shaking is getting worse. It's not as though you were not warned. It's not as though certain individuals didn't take time out of their full and overflowing schedules to say, hey, prepare for these things. Because this is what you need to understand is going to happen in these United States. Then we're going to talk about the Dutch. Then we're going to talk about the Germans. And hey, guess what? Pastor Ted Haggard is back in the news. I know you missed him. I I couldn't get his name last week or two weeks ago. And so he decided to do something really bad again and uh, you know bring his name to the forefront once more. That's good coffee. And I made it myself. So, uh, ha, take that $73 cup of Joe. Uh, I made mine from uh, K-Cup. I know, it's not like I really made it. I pushed a button. But see, everybody has to glorify whatever they do. Garbage men are now sanitation experts. You you, you take a trash bag and you throw it in a car. That's all you do. Let's not call ourselves sanitation experts quite yet but apparently people who have no clue as to what the function of an economy is call themselves experts every day the fed chair came out and said well this kind of took us by surprise we didn't see this coming how could this happen well somebody i don't know again meh, handsome man in his 40s warned you told you inflation wasn't transitory we're not talking about, look, the reason that they refuse to acknowledge the reality of the American economy is quite simple. They refuse to acknowledge the situation because there's nothing they can do to fix it. Understand that this, this position we're in is untenable without a lot of pain. A lot of pain. You have no idea the pain that's coming. So two quarters back to back, negative GDP. But as has become the case with this administration, they're uh, not acknowledging it. Mr. Robinette Biden says that it doesn't really sound like a recession to him. The news of the shrinking economy, the news of everything that's going on, he's uh, skeptical. To him, it doesn't sound like a recession. Now, to the people looking at empty plates, to the high-income earners that are getting pink-slipped as we speak, Because the only bright side that they're pumping, every news media is pumping right now, is, hey, unemployment, look at unemployment, look, people have jobs. The only issue is that these are low-wage jobs. And big tech companies, the ones that are paying the six figures and up per year, or per annum, as the kids like to say, uh, are laying off people in droves. So is somebody that's got, I don't know, because, you know, their eyes were bigger than their belly. They re- didn't realize at the time that you could only sleep in one bedroom at a time. And so they bought a McMansion like everyone else. Because, hey, if the guy with three teeth can afford a McMansion, why can't I, being a savvy coder for, I don't know, face bucks or something, why can't I have a McMansion? And so they took out the mortgage. They've got four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve thousand dollar mortgage payments per month. These people can't go work at McDonald's for eighteen dollars an hour. I know it's scary, isn't it, that McDonald's in some places is paying eighteen dollars an hour. That to me is the scariest thing, because if you still go to McDonald's, I haven't been to McDonald's in an age. I don't know. I used to when I was a kid, but then I realized Chances were better than good that whoever was uh, making those uh, rat burgers in the back probably, you know, threw a little boogerini on there too. So I stopped going to McDonald's. But if you're paying somebody eighteen dollars an hour to work at McDonald's, and there's still help wanted signs everywhere, those people making a hundred grand, grand, a hundred and fifty, two hundred grand a year—I know—to some of us that sounds ludicrous. Why couldn't they say? Because people don't. They thought the gravy train would go on forever. They turn on the television and they go, hey, maybe I should, you know, listen to some common sense. And so they'd go to a Christian network. And there was Mike Murdoch with his oily beard talking about how he's got a black-on-black-on-black on black on black BMW 7 Series that somebody just gifted to him, and they're thinking to themselves, if Christians are thinking this gravy train's never going to stop, why shouldn't I? I'm smarter than a Christian. And so you've got people just loaded down with debt, being laid off. You've got interest rates going up, and so the housing market's about to die. If you were looking to buy a home and haven't purchased it yet, give it six months. I don't know. Buy a tent. Go to California. Apparently now it's chic. You live in a tent on Venice Beach for a few months, and you'll get the house of your dreams for half the price. It's quite simple. But... What I wanted to talk about today, and we're going to get into everything else, I'm, I'm just going to bounce back and forth. No, I'm not going to talk about monkeypox because they're trying. They're really trying, but it's just not, it's, it's not getting any steam because, you know, normal people are looking at each other and say, I, I don't, I, I, there's no, zero risk of me catching this thing because I do not engage in uh, intercoursing with uh, other men. So it's a, it's a very niche thing. But the one thing you need to see, the one thing that I've noticed, is that even though the spread of the monkeypox could very easily be culled, it could be stopped in its tracks if members of a certain demographic stopped being pervy, Uh, even though that could happen, there's nobody on the news going, hey, cut it out. I understand that that, that Romans is coming to pass, that you're burning with desire and self-destruction, but still, if you don't want to get monkeypox, maybe stay home this weekend and don't attend a rave with 100 other men. Just a thought. Nobody's going down that route. Remember when the vids came out? Stay home. Why would you kill people? Stay home. Well, this is, this is easily managed. But we don't want to offend the perverted. We don't want to offend the promiscuous. And you have government agencies protecting people that ought to be in prison. There was a lady in England that that got a knock on her door from the local constabulary because she was uh, hard on pedophiles. She spoke ill of them. Excuse me? You're, You're badgering somebody because they spoke ill of a pedophile? But that's what happens when the evil take power. That's what happened when the godless Get control. Look, there is no longer justice. Justice isn't blind anymore. Everything is situational. And I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, and he was very curious about what, what was so different between living in Romania and living in America. And the one explanation that I could give him was that In a place like Romania, back in the day, the people in power could use the levers of government to beat their opposition over the head to harass them and harangue them to the point that they were either silenced, went broke trying to defend themselves, or just gave up. Now, today, there is no difference. We are a banana republic. I don't care what, what, what the machinations of, hey, we're going to win in November. I'm not that optimistic, to be honest with you, because these people are already seeding the ground. They're already putting all the pieces together. You're going to have, I don't know, 17 billion people show up to vote in a nation of 300 and some odd million. And and the news media is going to go, hey, there was nothing fraudulent about that. Shut up and sit down. Or we're going to send somebody to your house and they're going to find something wrong. They always do. Because that was Stalin's whole thing. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. It doesn't matter if you're innocent. It doesn't matter if you're guilty. It only matters if you're in the way. And if you're in the way... They'll come after you. But that's an aside. What I wanted to begin with, and yes, this is the recorded program, although it's so fresh. If this program was cookies, they'd still smell of fresh bake. You know, when you walk into a house or like banana bread or something, and and it's still right fresh out of the oven. It's still steaming hot oh and you inhale and 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 your mouth starts watering and you go honey did you make banana bread i smell banana bread and she looks at you and goes yes i did but it's for the kids so you know at least i got to smell the banana bread granted she didn't have that many bananas so it was a small banana bread but still Dad works hard. A slice would have been nice, but they ate it all, and that's okay, because I love to see my kids eat more than I you know, like to eat myself, which for a chunky person is kind of hard, but that's what love is for. Anyway, today uh, we're going to be talking. I know it's one of those days. I'm I'm here. I'm like, I can't. I can't deal with all the, the nonsense. You can't kick this can down the road anymore. Do you understand this? All right, they can lie to your face. The man in the diaper could get up there. it's not that bad to me. It doesn't hey, I still get my ice cream every night. Joe brings me my pudding. It can't be that bad. You cannot kick this can down the road anymore. GDP is down. Inflation is up. Interest rates are up. Soon the bond markets are going to take a hit, and that's going to hurt. Because there's a lot of people invested in the bond market because that's the safe place. There is no safe place. That's what I've been trying to tell you. The only safe place, if you're a farmer, if you grow your own food, if you know how to kill a deer or a rabbit or a squirrel or a possum and skin it and eat it, you're safe. It's all good. You're going to survive. But right now we're going to see a delineation between what technically are called life-sustaining commodities and then all other commodities. Let's put it that way. So life-sustaining commodities, things that people need in order to live and survive, those things are going to shoot up in price. They're going to get to nosebleed levels. People were laughing. I got so many emails when I said $200 a pound chicken. It wasn't even funny. By the way, haven't had chicken wings in forever. I can't can't have chicken wings at market price, all right? I don't eat lobster. I have gout. But that's the only thing I will accept on a menu to say market price. Anything else, I'm sorry. You lost me. So no chicken wings in forever. I, you know, I don't miss them because I had so many before they got expensive, but still, it'd be nice. So, life-sustaining commodities and all other commodities. I'm trying to help you. I know. Some of you aren't interested. Oh, the Lord is coming, Brother Mike. Why are we talking about these earthly things? The Lord is coming. Indeed, he is, but until he comes, I've got to feed my kids. And if you've got kids, you've got to feed your own kids. So, I don't know. Maybe open your ears. Maybe allow for the fact that the Lord is coming, but you don't know when. Neither do I. But I still have to feed my kids, even if he comes later than you think he does. And so do you. Let's leave it at that. But I don't have kids. Well, you still got to eat. I understand. I like fasting as much as the next guy. But I don't like forced fasting. That's a different animal. When you have to fight 10 other people for the last loaf of bread at the store, uh, we'll see how uh, WWJD you'll be then. Be wise. Be smart. Understand the times and the season that you're living in. You're a child of God. You're not supposed to be ignorant. You're not supposed to be dumb. You're not supposed to be a fool. You're not supposed to fall for every gimmick. You're not supposed to fall for every hack. You're not supposed to, well, it sounds good, it makes me feel good, so I'm going to believe it even if it's not the truth. No. No, sometimes the truth is is horrible to look at. Sometimes the truth will make your stomach churn. And I'm not just talking about... The, the the truth biblically that we see regarding the last days. When you go to a doctor and they tell you you're terminal, it makes your stomach churn. What can you do? The truth hurts sometimes. Like, go get a second opinion from a guy named Jose that does your line. Oh no, senor, you're okay. You're okay, senor. I promise you you're okay. My grandmama, she used to do the santeria. So next week I bring a chicken, and we kill the chicken, and then we have an egg. We crack the egg, and I tell you, but I think you're okay. I, look, you're always going to find somebody to stroke your ego. You're always going to find somebody to say what you want them to say. Those people usually have a vested interest. They're going to come back around and ask you for something at some point. I'm not asking you for anything. I've even uh, closed the investment door for Kentucky Fried Roadkill. We're full. You can't invest in it anymore. So I'm not asking you for anything, but I'm doing this in the hopes that some will hear and some will prepare. You will have a basket of what is called life-sustaining commodities, and those things are going to shoot up in price. Chicken, chicken. Beef, cheese, eggs, flour, bread, anything and everything that is considered life-sustaining will continue to to, to skyrocket in price. Now, everything else that is not life-sustaining, if you were looking to buy a car or a boat or some ridiculous thing that you don't need but you had your eye on and you know what? Brother Joel said you're supposed to have your best life now. Not later, not eternity, now. So, if you were in the market for one of these useless things, those prices will begin to drop like a rock. We're already seeing the telltale signs of what's coming. New home builders are having a hard time selling their new homes. Oh, my. Who told you this was coming? What, three months ago, five months ago? I said, if you're going to sell... Sell now because they're about to crash. And with the new interest rate hike, he's going to crash. I'm sorry. I know. Jose told you it's all good. You have so much equity, senor. The equity in your home is make the home more, more valuable. And so you take a, a, a loan on the equity and you go to buy the boat and you go to buy the car, you do not need $150,000. What is $150,000 to you? You have equity. Well, uh, that equity is going to start shrinking as home values plummet. And yes, I use the word plummet um, willfully and with forethought. Uh, People aren't going to have... Anywhere to siphon legal tender from. People are living off of their credit cards. And credit card companies were more than happy to give you high limits, even though eh, that, that income was suspicious at best. See, while the gravy train is a rolling, all is good. But at some point, the gravy train hits a mountain. And that is when chaos ensues. So don't say I didn't warn you. Don't say nobody told us, man. We were watching the guy with the jalapeno seeds. You know how many jalapeno seeds a jalapeno has? Well, if you sow a jalapeno into my ministry, you'll get a bunch of jalapeno seeds. Whatever. There's always people. Look. I see... Again, I I try to be a nice guy because that's my nature. My nature is to be a nice person. But some things need to be called out. Otherwise, the children of God might fall for scams that they ought not to fall for. I know it's not my responsibility to sit here and go, hey, take a second look, maybe a third. I understand The lady with the pink hair makes a plausible argument. If you mortgage your home, if you get a second mortgage, if you get a lien even on your house, if you take out all your equity and send it to her ministry, she might have enough for another round of Botox. That way, when she comes on your television screen, she won't scare you in the middle of the night. I'm not telling you not to be charitable. I'm not telling you not to be giving. Be surgical with it. Be wise with it. Know that the ministries and the people you're helping are doing something for the kingdom of God. Know that the people in the ministries you're helping are fulfilling the scriptural mandate to take care of the widow and the orphan. Because at some point, and I'm assuming it's going to be very soon, a lot of these prosperity preachers, the name it and claim it, all you have to do is envision it. You manifest it. You know, soon you're going to manifest a full belly. But you're going to open your eyes and realize there's still nothing in there. So all of these people are going to have to shift narratives. They're going to have to, you know, either come out and publicly repent for preaching the prosperity message for decades and becoming multimillionaires. Or they're going to tell you that, you know what, It's time for the Lord to test you. You are being tested. You've had it so good for so long that now the Lord wants to see if you're still charitable in in, in your lack. Something along those lines. Every cycle they do this. Every cycle, one of them comes up with a new thing and all the other ones jump on board because people are looking for hope outside of the scriptural mandate. Let's put it that way. All right. President Joe Biden grew defensive at the White House on Thursday after insisting that the United States economy is not experiencing a recession on his watch. No, sir, I eat my ice cream and pour over the data. That doesn't sound like a recession to me, he says, after reading a list of positive economic news off of his note card. The president spoke about the idea of a recession after the GDP numbers released Thursday showed the economy shrunk 0.9% in the second quarter of 2022. He pivoted to record low unemployment rates, and business investments in America at record rates. So, again, we discussed the unemployment and how that's fraudulent as well. He also pointed to investments in electric battery production and semiconductor chips as evidence the economy is not experiencing a recession. When was the last time you had a medium-rare electric battery for dinner? Or perhaps a medium-well semiconductor, because they tend to be chewier. The president also claimed the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the economy was not currently in a recession, which was a slight exaggeration of what the chairman actually said. So, please allow me to American prophetic you and repeat what I said months ago When these people start admitting to recession, you prepare for depression. Because with all the numbers that I'm seeing, depression is almost inevitable at this point. We're not talking recession here, kids. We're talking depression. I know, I know, you're thinking to yourself, but that guy on the TV said, well... We'll see who's right. That's the beautiful thing about time. Time has a way of sorting a lot of things out. Time has a way of, well, revealing who spoke truth and who spoke lie. Time has a way of revealing who told you what you wanted to hear or told you what you needed to hear. So, don't think it's just in America. Look, the whole world is going haywire. Uh, Dutch farmers right now have blocked roads and started hay fires. Major highways were once again shut down throughout the Netherlands on Thursday as the direct action taken by farmers to blockade roads with manure and burning bales of hay continued Wednesday evening and into the morning. Dutch motorways, including the A7 between Groningen and Drachten, I know, beautiful places, but now they smell like manure, and the A1 near poorest experienced closures again on Thursday, according to the local news which I'm not even gonna to try to verbalize. It's warstadt I know. For for people who invented the Volkswagen, you think they'd have a nicer sounding language. I know, all the Germans listening now, how dare you? Come on. Come on. Really? Let's be honest with ourselves. I know you're patriotic and all, but still, German is not the prettiest language in the world. Animal manure, car tires, and other waste were continuously strewn across roadways throughout Wednesday and into Thursday morning, and bales of hay were set on fire, causing dangerous situations for motorists, especially in the dark. At least two accidents have been recorded involving several cars as a result of garbage on the roads. However, so far no one has been seriously injured. Now, why... Are the farmers up in arms in the Netherlands? Because bureaucrats and paper pushers are making it nigh to impossible for them to farm. And again, if you mess with the farmers, you're messing with your own food supply. Something to keep in mind. The protests over the past month have seen thousands of Dutch farmers use their tractors to block roads and key infrastructure in defiance of the green agenda of globalist Prime Minister Mark Rutte. The controversial plans to reduce nitrogen emissions by 50% in the Netherlands could see upwards of 30% of the nation's farmlands shut down, threatening the livelihoods of thousands, many whose families have worked the land for generations. Because, hey, why should elected officials care about you and your farm? Why should elected officials care about what you're going to eat? What your kids are going to eat? Look, if you think bread lines are far off in America, I will tell you today, they're not far off. This is why... You need to be prudent, this is why you need to be wise, and this is why you need to be ahead of the godless, because you have more information than the godless. Right now, there's probably people in this country going, hey, we're not in recession. We don't identify as being in recession, we identify as prosperous. Pretty soon... There's going to be somebody walking up to your car identifying as the owner of your car and asking you for your keys at gunpoint. There's going to be someone identifying as the owner of your groceries after you've paid for them. We're not afar off because, hey, guess what? They just passed another $400 billion spending bill. That's right. Inflation. High interest. We should spend more money. That'll fix everything. And they're not spending it on the poor of America. They're not spending on families with children. No, 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 no. Obamacare and climate change. These are the things that they will be spending money on. A reconciliation bill pushed by Senate Democrats aims to reduce the deficit by $300 billion by increasing taxes and IRS enforcement while spending $433 billion on climate change and Obamacare. That's right. It's a lot easier to take the heat on an empty stomach Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer and Joe Manchin, who finally caved, I guess, on Wednesday unveiled the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which would attempt to address record inflation by paying down our national debt. Do they even know what our national debt is? Ask Chuck Schumer, what do you think our national debt is? You... Do you understand that, again, we are in an untenable situation? There is no way out of this. All the companies that are reporting earnings this week, from Walmart to Amazon to Apple to everyone in between, are reporting losses, and as far as forecast is concerned, nope, we aren't going to get any better. But, hey, don't worry about it. They'll increase your taxes. So how, how much longer before this powder keg goes kablooey? That's the question I have. Because at some point, people are going to start snapping. They already are. There's some guy in Detroit waving a gun, dancing on a car, half nude. There's, there's people snapping everywhere, and you're going, it hasn't gotten bad yet. I know that some, well, we're almost at the bottom. It's, uh, yeah, this is as bad as it's going to get. No. This is not as bad as it's going to get. If you think this is as bad as you, it's going to get, you're in for a rude awakening. We are headed for a collapse. Unsustainability produces economic collapses. And this is where we are currently. Unsustainable. I'm sorry. I know. Wish I had a better message. Wish I had better news for you. But we've spent money we didn't have for so many years that right now nobody wants to loan us money anymore for fear that we're not going to pay it back. And they're right. We're not going to pay it back. But there's no way out of this. I, I, I've, I've up and down. I've looked at what can... What, no, there is no way out of this. But apparently the thing that we should be concerned about, consistently, always, forever, is transgender rights and climate change. So, back to Teddy Haggard. See, I I forgot his name, and what do you know? Back he is. Now, the fact that the man has a new ministry shows just how little discernment so-called Christians have. I'm sorry, I know, you should be nicer. No, no. Ted Haggard should not have a ministry. Yet, there was a new one. Now, Pastor Ted Haggard accused of inappropriate male touching and drug use in new ministry. Uh, What was it he was (laughs) accused of back in the day during his first uh, fall? Why? Inappropriate male touching and drug use. As a dog returns to its vomit, etc., etc., or as Joe Biden would say, oh, you know the thing. Some 12 years after starting Colorado-based St. James Church, in a defiant comeback from a 2006 Scandal involving illicit drug use and male prostitute. Former National Association of Evangelicals president, Ted Haggard, has been accused of inappropriately touching at least two young men and illicit drug use during his new ministry. People are scared and worried and don't want to be connected to him anymore, the Reverend Kirk Seth Sethman who was ordained as a minister by St. James Church in October 2012, told the Colorado Spring-Gazette. St. James Church did not immediately respond to questions about the allegations when contacted by the Christian Post on Wednesday, but Sethman, a reformed drug addict who served time in prison as a young adult for burglary, insists that Haggard has not been delivered from his wayward proclivities. He told the Gazette that in the spring of 2012, just under two years after Haggard and his wife, Gail, started St. James Church, the former megachurch pastor asked a young male church member to whom he was providing counseling to buy him some meth. Because, well, why not? Who was it? Hillsong Guy was on antidepressants and doesn't know if he uh, co-joined with a woman in a hotel room. Ted Haggard thought, oh, I'm going to up the ante. Why, why should I take antidepressants when I can do meth? Because, you know, Sethman said the young member who was recovering from heroin addiction, and this is the thing, this is, this is why I decided to discuss this, because it's not just Ted Haggard going to hell that's the issue. There are people in his sphere. There are people around him who are really, really trying to get out from under, who are recovering from addictions, who are recovering from perversion, who are recovering from the things they left behind. And here you have your spiritual leader, the man you're supposed to look up to, go, hey, come here. Yes, pastor. You know someone that can score me some math? I need some mail. Sedman said the young member who was recovering from heroin addiction told him what happened. He asked another member who was a medical doctor to help him confront Haggard. He said when they confronted Haggard, the pastor admitted to having the methamphetamine and said he was planning to use it to celebrate his upcoming birthday. Because, you know, my last birthday, my kids made me a card And they tried to make me French toast in the morning, which set off the fire alarm. But hey, I'm thinking my next birthday would be a real whopper if I tried some mess. Wait, Uh, who believes this? Why does this man still have a congregation? Why is he still called a pastor? Even for a medical doctor who apparently helped confront him. You're dumb if you believe this. Planning to celebrate his upcoming birthday. Nothing like becoming a meth addict to celebrate your birthday. Nothing says come to Jesus like having a meth addiction. The St. James Church pastor then asked the two men to help him remove the drug from his house so he would not be tempted to use it, I'm sure. Sethman said when they got to Haggard's house, Haggard gave him a briefcase to throw away. How much meth was he planning on smoking on his birthday? Was he starting a distribution center? A briefcase! That must have been quite a party you were planning there, Ted. Were there male masseuses? involved as well had you contracted some come on why 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 do we do this to ourselves and by we i mean the church i understand grace and i understand love you can forgive somebody but never put them in a position of authority again he asked us to conceal the matter and said he would be accountable to us in the future sethman said which never happened Sethman said after he left Haggard's home, he opened the briefcase and found a bag containing methamphetamine that the young church member had bought for the pastor. There were also reportedly well-used glass meth pipe, several uh, intercourse toys, a DVD with two young males on the cover, and a credit card with Ted Haggard's name. Are the pieces beginning to come together? Maybe he well used the glass meth pipe his prior birthday. I don't know. Who am I to judge? But if a duck is a duck is a duck and it quacks like a duck and smokes meth like a duck and has DVDs with perverts on them like a duck, then he's a duck. All right. I'm sure the, 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 the next logical thing is Ted Haggard has monkeypox and he doesn't know where he got it. Maybe it was from touching his briefcase. Oh? Sma- Sethman? Wait, this guy's... Sethman, who went blind in 2015 due to a medical condition, said he didn't call the police because he wanted to protect Haggard the church and the young man he said he chose to smoke the remaining methamphetamine instead and waited about a year mm. <laughs> okay this is not a skit those of you that think this is a skit this is not a skit this is this is actually from the the christian post so the guy to which Haggard was going to be accountable a man who apparently went blind in 2015 said hey I'm going to smoke that mess instead of throwing it away these are supposed to be spiritual leaders men who hold other men accountable I'm going to read that again I didn't even read it this far oh oh my this is not a skit It's not April 1st, is it? No, it's not. We're in August already. Well, not yet, technically, but almost. It's still July. Sethman, who went blind in 2015 due to a medical condition, said he didn't call the police because he wanted to protect Haggard, the church, and the young man. He said he chose to smoke the remaining methamphetamine instead and waited about a year before disposing of the briefcase. Okay, he cho- he chose to smoke the remaining methamphetamine instead, because why not? He just took one for the team. That That's a selfless man right there. Well, you know, I wanted to protect everybody, so I smoked some meth. Oh. Lord, help me. These, these are supposed to be spiritual luminaries. I was protecting the young man, the church, and Ted Sethman said, my choice I made was wrong, but I thought I was doing right. Oh, uh-huh. the report said Sethman relapsed into drug use and drinking until 2017. So, again, we talked about collateral damage. This guy went blind in 2015. He was a rehabilitated heroin addict. He was on the straight road. He was trying to do good. Went to his pastor's house to confront him about meth. Pastor gave him a briefcase with meth and other things, toys and DVDs and such. And this man relapsed into drug use and drinking. For what? Two years until 2017 when he rejoined St. James Church. Around that time, Sethman said a young man told him, it was really weird that Ted kept pushing him to go four-wheeling in the woods with him. Oh. Did the four-wheeler have a built-in DVD player? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? We're we're, we're supposed to be hoping for revival and rising phoenixes and the nation turning its face towards the Lord. When this is this is what leaders are doing. In 2006, Haggard was forced to resign as pastor of the 14,000-member New Life Church in Colorado Springs, and as president, this guy got to be president of the National Association of Evangelicals. How about that discernment, huh? Evangelicals. Donde está el discernmento? Haggard, who said he would classify himself as bisexual if he weren't a Christian pastor, said he didn't have intercourse with the prostitute. We never had, uh, you know, intercourse, intercourse. I bought drugs and a massage from him and he, uh, all right, I'm not, because there's people with kids, I'm not even going to read the end of this, but this is gross. It's disgusting. It's perverted. This this is the new standard of, of of spiritually strong leadership and accountability. Oh wow! All right, I can't I can't read the rest of this because somebody pointed out oh, we got kids. I don't don't listen with the kids in the car. This is not a world your kids need need their ears open till. Okay, but this is. This is important, contextually. Because, well, you know, he's over that. He's just smoking the mess. No, apparently not. Still perverted. Sethman told the Gazette that he wasn't aware of Haggard's 2006 scandal. How can you not be aware of it? I understand you, you went blind in 2015. I get it. But they still have Google Voice. Sethman told the Gazette that he wasn't aware of Haggard's 2006 scandal until January 2019, and that after that discovery, he became more concerned about stories he heard about how he conducted himself around young men. He shared recorded testimony from two young men stating that Haggard made them uncomfortable with touching they felt was inappropriate. Sometimes when he touches me, it feels very predatorial and very strange. One of the men who was a minor at the time of his alleged touching was quoted as saying, He'll touch me on my pecs or my back or hug me in a way that I'm sliding up his hip or the side of his thigh or his bum. You can kind of tell it's weird. Oh, boy. The second young adult male said he was uncomfortable with Haggard's behavior around the teenager and other minors. I'm not even gonna. All right, so there's Teddy Haggard. Round two of bringing shame to the household of faith. I know, we're supposed to show grace. To, to whom? Not the predators. Not, not not, the people who never repented of the sin they fell in. They just started a whole new thing to do what they did previously and worse. Because right now we're talking about underage boys. We're not talking about male prostitutes anymore. So when will the church wake up? That is the question. And it's an open-ended question because... I'm I'm not seeing it. I'm hoping for it, but I'm not seeing it. And with that, thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. And, Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours.
1: Thank you, Mike. Well, I do work with guys that battle drugs in our hometown and things like that. And one thing they tell you, you know, when you're working with them and trying to minister to them, they can spot a phony a mile away or fake. We've really got to have Christ in our heart and not fall to those depths. Like Ted Haggard, like Mike mentioned, going back to the vomit, you know, going back to the the wickedness. And look at where he's at now, exposed, shamed. Anyways, pray for us this Saturday is our protest in Watertown, Wisconsin, against the drag shows that they want to have in a public park folks are coming from different parts of our state to join us we're going to pray worship protest evangelize because we don't want that kind of wickedness in our local park although there's a whole element of pro-gay people including four or five ministers from my hometown that want to support gay pride things as You know, the Bible says they will be wolves in sheep's clothing. We are banding together with a lot of people that are saying we don't subscribe or support that kind of Ichabod. So pray for us. It's uh, this Saturday, 11 o'clock at Riverside Park, Watertown, Wisconsin. We've gone to two council meetings. We've let our whole council and Aldermanic board know they should have never gave a permit to this including the mayor of our city who goes to a church. But going to the church don't make you a strong Christian. Jesus Christ, in our heart, us repenting and following God with everything in our being gives you the strength you need to stand against evil. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, the Light of Truth with Michael Bodea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.